Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, before we get going, let's give a quick shout out to our partners here at Auburn Live and the Auburn Live show. First of all, Southeastern, great bar in downtown Auburn, fantastic two story building. Beautiful place, uh, great lounge upstairs, tons of TVs, outdoor seating area, some finger foods and stuff like that as well. Awesome location in downtown Auburn. Go visit Southeastern. Great game day experience, uh, weekend experience. Um, just go check them out, Southeastern, on Magnolia. Other partner, the Irritable Bow Restaurant, also on Magnolia, on the other side uh, of the street in downtown downtown Auburn, down, down Magnolia. Go check them out. Really good Chinese bao uh, food, uh, sh- shrimp, shrimp rolls and, and steak, steak and, and, and chicken uh, skewers and um, rice bowls and just a bunch of bunch of good stuff. man. if you've never had Chinese bao, it's really, really good. Shout out to our friend Whitley Dykes. Um, they get you in and out really quickly. So if you ever see a line, don't worry. It moves quickly. Go check out the Irritable Bao restaurant downtown Auburn and uh, tell them Auburn Live sent you. All right, let's go. All right, we're back with another Auburn Live show. As always, on Saturday morning, it's the one and only The Modcast. That means Cole Pinkston and Jeffrey Lee are joining me on the uh, Auburn Live show. Welcome, fellas. Big big day, big weekend. Yes, sir. It's a big one this time. Not that it wasn't last week, but this one's for real. <laughs> uh, yeah. How you feeling, Jeffrey? 
you know, I'm not. I, my, my expectations are low. My expectations for today's game are low. I'm excited about everything that's going on, but the game. I'm excited about the recruits visiting. Yeah. Um, the official visits, the unofficial visits, football, basketball. Uh, so I'm excited about what's going on outside of the game. The game to me is uh, like I said, my expectations are low. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm like barely. I'm probably like a notch above you. I mean, my I, I think that. Uh, I think that there's a lot of fans that are overly optimistic. Not saying Auburn can't pull a it out. A lot more than I thought, yeah. Yeah, there's, I think, some misguided, um, you know, coming off the LSU win. Look, LSU's not a top 15 program. They're they're going to go like seven and five. I mean, so. Yes, at best, at best. Right, like at best. I mean, so, you know. Uh, but on the know, other hand, but on the other hand, Penn State's top five. Yeah, that, and I'm curious to see the Penn State Iowa game. I just want to see Penn State again um, because I'm I want to see if they're for real, for real. Um, but yeah. I'm kind of with you. I think there's like there's a, a level of optimism that I'm not completely sure. But I say that, and I said Auburn would win last week, and I didn't even have really a good reason necessarily. Yeah, so, right. Just like so maybe. Um, well, let's just start there, man. Um, Fifteen point underdogs. Um, I was looking it up. The last time they were that kind of underdog at home was uh, the Iron Bowl in 15. They were 15-point underdogs, um, and and they lost. That was a close game. It was 22-13, to 13, and then Derrick Henry had that touchdown at the very end, like in the last minute, um, and he had like 240 yards rushing. Uh, Auburn lost that game. Um, and then 2012, Auburn-Georgia, one of the worst Auburn teams ever, uh, was, was only a 15-point underdog against an eight and one Georgia team and Georgia won that game 38 to nothing. So um, it, it reminds me more of the 2015 Iron Bowl because that Alabama won the national title and Auburn went six and six that year. You know, they had some good players that went in the NFL. Um, but do we think – I'll start with you, Jeffrey. Do you think this line is – I kind of – maybe I know where you're going with this. Do you think that line's fair? Do you think it's too high, too low? I mean, 15 Shit, points, man. Auburn can keep it there? I was expecting it to be much higher. I really was. I, I really was. I, I, when I saw 15 or even – I think it started at 14 some places and it's up to 16 some places. It bumped to 16 I, yesterday. I and I was going, damn, dude. Like, I don't know that this offense, Auburn offense, can score a touchdown. I really don't. Um, so, I'm mean, obviously expecting a very low scoring affair. I mean, are we talking 24 to 3 here, something like that, 24 to 7, maybe a defensive touchdown. Uh, but I, I, I just don't see Auburn scoring 20 points. What do you think, Cole? Yeah, I, it, it's going to be hard for them to score 20 points. It's going to be hard for them to score seven, like Jefferson. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I, yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I saw some things last week that I thought could be beneficial in this game. I don't know if – like it, Jeffrey. <laughs> hey, are we doing video? We're trying. If people oh, are going to see, if right, people going to see, they're going to. Let me give them a brief explanation. We're trying to get this green screen. Hold on, let me get this stuff gone. We're trying to get this stuff. I'm going to send Jeffrey a, 
a, a picture or something. We're gonna, I'm gonna frame that. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna frame that picture of you guys from the opening game, and that's uh, you're gonna put that on the wall behind you. I like it. I'm cool with it. That was a well, good picture. What it's do you have, picture. Cole? You got what? What is that? George Jones back there. Cole's got yeah, records man. back there, like he's like he's Renaissance man. Got some Bob Marley, some BGs, Eric Clapton, you know. Hey, how about Ziggy Marley? Did y'all see that Ziggy Marley played at the Gouge um, Performing Arts Center the other night in Auburn? Really? Yeah. Who's that? Bob Marley's son. Hmm. Yeah. I just saw that. I thought that was pretty. Thought that was pretty neat. All right, so Auburn's not going to score. No, <laughs> Auburn's I'm not, offense. I'm not yeah. going to go that far. I think I think they have a chance to score. I don't. I'm not saying they have a chance to win. I think they have a chance to score. Uh, they started working some of the new perimeter runs last week. I like that. What they have to do against Georgia. So uh, maybe Tank finally bounces back this week and has a bigger, you know, bigger role. Does better with the perimeter type runs. You know he's got a little bit, a little bit of extra motivation in this one too. So, what's going on with him, man? What do, what do y'all see? Like, I, I'm out. I people keep asking me, is he healthy? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, he looks. You you can see enough of him that he's healthy. Um, they just a couple of things. They haven't had a lot of room to run. Um, I mean, to, to his defense, um, sure. and it just looks like something's off. You know, I mean, he has this great game against Penn State, and then. I don't know if it's stuck in the box. I don't know if he's not getting as many carries as he'd like. Uh, I, I don't know if he's pressing. I don't know if he's hitting the hole too fast and not being patient. He's trying to bounce things outside. Like, I don't know. Just looks like he's pressing a little bit. He's he's healthy to me, but Cole, I don't know what you see. But, I mean, Jarquez still finds some some room there. Now, they've got some plays for Jarquez that, you know, that little tank's probably sitting on the sideline going, hey, can I get that toss sweep play with the motion? <laughs> yeah. That's a great play. Um, yeah. <laughs> that works every time, but what, yeah. how do you get tank back on track? Well, I've studied it a good bit and, and I don't, I don't think he's hurt. I mean, when he bounces it, he looks like he's pretty much full speed to me. Um, and then, you know, Brian Harson said that he was fine. So uh-huh. that kind of lines up there, but well, first of all, what do you run the zone runs for anyway? If if you are really confident in your offensive line, and you'll see George is very confident in theirs, they're going to line up and run power football. They're going to run the power G where they pull the guard and, and have a lead blocker there because uh, it's easier for the running back. You have a designated hole to hit on those kind of plays, right? So for the zone run game to work, your, your running backs have to be savvy. They have to find the lanes. They have to find the creases. And, and Hunter's been better at that so far. But – the reason that you do all the zone run stuff is to help your offensive line when, when they can't just move people off the ball. It's more finesse, right? It, it's, it's, it's lateral movement instead of forward movement, vertical movement. So it, it really requires running backs to have to be close to perfect, and Tank hadn't been perfect. So that's why he's not having the success he was having last year. But doesn't it require patience too? Yeah, yeah, it requires patience. I mean – Sometimes I just don't it, think he's it, got that right now. No, he's not really. He's not really showing that. I mean, it takes a minute for some of those creases to come open. Sometimes it, there were a couple times in the LSU game when when the offensive line, the middle, you know, between whoever the guards were because they were rotating guards the whole time, but Brahms and and the guards were getting a little bit of movement, and he just won't he won't get behind it. Sometimes you get behind it, you get three or four yards, and that's a big gain, right? On first down, I mean. You stay ahead of the chains that way instead of bouncing it and getting no game. So 
I think they probably are going to work on that this week. They probably told him, hey, you, you can't you can't bounce it every time. It's not going to work. That's not how the zone blocking works. There's going to be somebody waiting for you out there every time. So get behind the movement and get what you can, and you might bust out of one eventually. So I think they got to, I think they've got to get that right with him. And Hunter, he hasn't had quite as many chances in the inside zone running game, so so I'm not sure how you know perfect he is at that. Like you said, he's getting the tosses and and uh, the outside perimeter runs and stuff more. Maybe they mix that up and, and give that to Bigsby too. So that would help. I think. All right. So how does Auburn score in this game? We we like it's going to be hard. I've I've and, and just kind of thinking about it throughout the week. Um, <clears throat> Uh, I, I think this is a game where you 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 want Bonex to start one way or another because I, I think that it, it it's going to take him it's going to take his his improvisation against a great defense to probably make stuff happen that's not that, that's not there when you have an offense like Auburn's it's okay but it's not it's not great like we we talk about Bonex from game to game but you watch what he does against LSU and you're like, golly, okay. I mean, that was, you know, he still was only 50% passing, but he, but he just did some good things. He created stuff with his feet. And that's to me, that's Auburn's best chance is Bo Nix making things happen that aren't there um, that you can't plan for. So it's the same thing that gave out, gives Alabama's defense and had trouble over the years is a guy that's mobile that you just can't plan for maybe a little up tempo at times. I remember that 2019 game when they went up tempo in the fourth quarter uh, and kind of got Georgia where Georgia couldn't substitute and, and went on a couple of drives. Um, it's going to take that. It's going to take it's going to take just some 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 kind of crazy plays and some good plays from from Bo I think to create stuff out of out of nothing to get some to get some drives going. Jeffrey, I know that's like it's, it's like a scary proposition when we talk about Bo. It's like it's I feel like we talk about the blitz. You know, they say with the blitz, like the band's playing one way or another. That's Bo Nix at quarterback. It's just. Uh, it's a, it's a dicey thing, but when you're playing a team that's better than you in Georgia, I'm o, I'm actually okay with it now. If Bo goes out there and makes mistakes, whatever. I mean, that's what's going to take probably to to beat a team like Georgia. Well, I think what, what we learned last week was, and I knew this going in to LSU was, even after watching T.J. Finley lead Auburn on that 98 yard drive to beat Georgia State, I'm going, you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. <laughs> You know, because in the long run, you know, it was like Geno Atkins last uh, – or when was it? Thursday night. I don't know if y'all watched the Seahawks game, the Rams. No. Russell yeah. Wilson dislocates his finger. Geno Atkins oh, comes in, leads him down for a score, and then he throws an interception to lose the game. I mean, he, he, he a good backup, right? Yeah. Um, Not not that's great. Not, not a guy. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. I'm sorry. Geno Atkins. Yeah. Remember, like, y'all remember Geno like, Atkins? <laughs> Yeah, from, yeah, from Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he almost came to Auburn. Auburn. Almost him. Yep, yeah. sure did. Um, I was like, Geno Atkins played quarterback. I'm confused. Yeah. What's going on? That's handy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's kind of how I view TJ. And if you're starting a game over Bo Nix, then, then something's wrong with Bo. Um, I, I loved what I saw from Bo Nix last week at LSU. He played absolutely, in my opinion, the game of his life, at least in college. I know what he'd done as a freshman. He'd had some good moments, but I thought. From, from beginning to end, he was he, he won that football game. He did, in my opinion. Uh, what you're going to have to have today from, from Auburn all around is you're not going to be able to miss those open receivers. You're not going to be able to drop those passes. Uh, 
you know, you're not going to be able to turn the football over. You're not going to be able to have multiple penalties. You're going to have to be very disciplined. You're going to have to have some luck. You're going to have to have the ball go your way. You're going to have to have Georgia turnovers. I'm not saying Auburn can't win. I'm saying it's going to have to be a perfect game, not only from Auburn and Bo Nix and the wide receivers and getting people lined up and, and doing everything right, but you're probably going to have to have some help from Georgia as well. When I say I, I have low expectations for this game, I think back to one year ago in Athens and how dominated Auburn was in the trenches. Yeah, yeah. And completely from, from, from beginning to end, Georgia just just dominated. I think it's 27 to 6. Auburn kicked a couple of field goals, were absolutely atrocious on offense. And 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 you really walked away from that game, or at least I did saying, wow, at the talent gap. Yeah. The talent gap between those two programs, the recruiting had really reared its head. I mean, you could really see the difference in recruiting. And uh, and, and the coaching as well. I think Auburn is better this year on offense. I believe they're going to be diff more difficult to prepare for. I think the first couple of drives, Auburn's, you know, scripted drives with Mike Bobo will probably be beneficial. I think if Auburn doesn't get some points early, they may not get it. Uh, but, I, but my expectation for this game is I want to see Auburn's program. Last year, it was this, you know, it was so different from Auburn and Georgia. I want to see Auburn close the gap in, in overall program and in the way that this, this team is headed. Uh, so, so if they get beat 24 to 10 and they looked good doing it, you know, it wasn't, they didn't look dominated from beginning to end. To me, that's a win, uh, you know, not, not, you know what I mean? Uh, overall win. I, I, I think if, as far as recruits go too, if recruits, if all these recruits that are going to be here today, we're at that game last year. They're walking away from that going, God dang, that, Auburn's well, – the difference in programs is no – it's not even a contest. You want, you want recruits, all those recruits walking away from that 24-10 to 10 game going, damn, a couple of breaks here and there. Auburn, Auburn was right there in it with them, you know. Um, man, they, you know, but they might be a few players away from being able to compete with that, a, a team like Georgia. So – the, the, those are my kind of expectations. I don't, I'm not saying I, you know, th those are what I meant when I said low expectations. I want to see Auburn fight, be uh, competitive, and not dominated like they were a year ago. Yeah, and to your point, uh, somebody asked me on the on the asked and answered, and and I basically said what what you said. They they said what would be success for for Auburn. You know, like, what, how do we know if Auburn's going to get more successful against Georgia, specifically this series? Like, what is a gauge of success if Auburn doesn't win? Obviously, if they win. But right. I said the same thing. I said the trenches. They've gotten mm -hmm. killed in the trenches in this series over the last 10 years. Um, that That's where. If, if Auburn can make if, – if that looks somewhat closer, if the coaching can just – if the coaching can close the gap a tad right. – Mm -hmm. then 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 that would be great and then now you go now you go recruit but that's that's where Auburn's fallen short the last couple of years but it's just been man even I mean like Alabama's been Alabama but but there's times where even against Georgia it looks even worse I don't know if that's because yeah. Alabama throws the ball more and so there's times where when they score it looks like they're just you know Georgia's just pounding you into oblivion so it looks worse but yeah. man the, some some of the Georgia games over the past well 18 19 20 certainly last three years and you can go back, but they're just, um, 
golly, they're beatdowns, and Dalburn just doesn't play. They give up big plays, and it's just been it's been not great. It's what sucks is too. Even even go back to 2010 when Auburn's clearly the better team, and we and Auburn still gives up 30 in that game. Uh, go back to 2013 when Auburn has a big lead, they blow the lead half the and, and you know they that, that game should come down to that. So it's kind of a bummer even for Auburn. They won those games, but they should have won a couple of those games by two touchdowns themselves or three touchdowns, and and they've let Georgia hang around. 17 is the only, you know, that only game where that was a blowout. So um, Georgia's absolutely owned this owned this series, man. Yep. I, I was looking last year. Bo Nix threw it 40 times, completed 21 passes last year, 21 for 40. Now, given Auburn was down 24 to 3 at halftime yeah. uh, and played them equally 3 to 3 in, in, in the back half. Um, but that's <laughs> – uh, and Tank had eight carries for 31 yards. So Tank only ran the ball eight eight times last yeah. year in both three. He was 40. still in that yeah, Tank was still in that not quite the number one guy mode at that point. Like he was still they were still trying to, I think, feel him out. He had yeah, some yeah, receiving right. yards, but yeah, he's he kind of like um you know he's gotta be primed. I mean, he's had a couple of weeks, bad weeks. I think tomorrow, I think today, I'm sorry. Um I think he'll have the better game than Jarquez. I think Tank's going to be pumped for this game. I think he's going to be dialed in. I, I think he has has the better game than Jarquez. Where Jarquez has kind of had the spotlight for the last few weeks. I think Tank will have a, a halfway decent game. Like I, I would be surprised if it, if it happens again where Tank goes out, has no room to run, and Jarquez goes out again and has eight carries for seventy yards like that against Georgia. That would. That would surprise me. I think it's going to take somebody like Tank, and I think he's going to be pretty jacked up for the game. Well, Justin, let me ask you, man. I think it was two or three weeks ago when you had uh, uh, on on the on the corner a message board, you had something about Tank maybe not being 100% and that he may not yeah. play. Well, I, maybe it was against Georgia State. Yep. So do you, do you think he's still maybe not 100%? I mean, 80% Tank still really, really good. And Brian Harson at eighty percent is saying saying Tank's fine, but is he a hundred? I don't know that anybody is a hundred, but I think he's fine. I really just from I don't. There's nothing I see from him. Tank's biggest things are his burst. I still see some of that. I mean, I still see some of the bounces outside against LSU, and to me, there's still a little bit of a burst with him. Um, because I think the past two the, weeks, Georgia State and LSU, that's not the yeah. Tank we've seen. Yeah, and that's what Cole – I mean, Cole, it's just it's – just, I can't put my finger on it past – I feel like I see impatience with him. Yeah. Um, I feel like I see just pressing. I feel like he's just hitting the hole so fast. Now, that's great when there's a little bit of a hole there because he hits it like a bullet. But when it's not, he just slams into the – he just – boom. Um, yeah. And then there's times where they're taught to, you know, feel it, feel it, and then bounce. There's some times where I think he's bounced it early. Um, and I, you know, I think Jarquez, maybe being a freshman, his, his demeanor seems a little bit more, uh, calmer at the moment. And I just wonder if tanks pressing, uh, I just think, you know, just take like, I'm in half a second, a millisecond, just, just bring it back a notch and let something develop and and take the two, be Trey Mason, take three yards in front of you, go low. Trey Mason was the king of find a little spot go low. I mean, heck, I could hit the line and dive forward and get three yards. Take that, especially against Georgia. Don't don't think you need, need to be a home run hitter. So I think Tank just needs to let it come to him and just wonder if, especially against Georgia State when it wasn't happening, if he started to 
you know, became a mental game with him. Like yeah. Frustration. Jarquez has taken some of his carries. Maybe that's playing with him a little bit. Like, I want those eight carries. I need him to get in the rhythm. I mean, I just – I almost wonder if it's a mental thing with him a little bit. What do you think, Cole? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, uh, uh, it could be. You know, it's kind of weird. I, I thought he played pretty well against Penn State, who I think has a good defense. Um, you know, we'll find out more about them this week because I was the real deal, I think, too. So, uh, you know, I don't. I'm I'm with you though. I I think he's pretty healthy. And he still has the burst. If if he does have anything going on, if he's banged up or whatever, I don't think it's really hindering him that much you don't think that's the problem no i really don't i I, I think it's mental like justin's saying i think he's got you know i think he's just wanting to um to hit it 100 miles per hour and sometimes especially like i said weirdly enough in the georgia state game auburn's front was not getting any movement on georgia state's front but they were against penn state at times and, and he had some success so yeah that's wild it's weird. It is weird, but you know, uh, same kind of thing with LSU. They they weren't really hitting anything with the inside zone plays and the, you know, trying to get movement on them until the fourth quarter. They did, but you know that tank wasn't really in in the fourth quarter. It was more Hunter. So it, it's just it's just a mental thing, I think. And and you know, people on the boards probably disagree with me. I think we've had a few disagreements this week. That's totally fine. Um, Used to it. Oh yeah, it's it's whatever, but but uh, yeah, I, I think he bounces back too. I, I really think this is the week he bounces back, and I wrote that in the five questions. And um, he's got some more motivation. And he, you know, have had his breakout game against Georgia last year. In my opinion, did a lot of good things there. So uh, this is the week, man. Yeah, I was looking at that, <laughs> Justin. You said he had some catches. He had seven receptions for sixty-eight yards last year. Yeah. Uh, almost 10, ten yards a pop there. Yeah, that's going to be another part of the, of the game Saturday is can they can they do more of that? Obviously, Shivers isn't going to surprise anybody anymore. Although, in that game, I, wa- I watched the Auburn LSU game again. He ran that – Shivers was in on third down and ran that swing route a ton of times. Yeah. He just, you know, I just kind of re- – when the game happened, I just remembered the times he caught it. It was like, oh, good play. He ran it a bunch that they actually covered it. Like, that was a staple on third downs. But it's smart, man. Make the linebacker have to not get his eyes crossed make the right step and go cover that guy in the back, make, make him do it a lot. Cause if I can hit that back two or three times out of 10, you're going to hit one-on-one open field. Um, so that, they, they that, ran it a bunch. That's a huge difference though, in the philosophies, right? Cause you remember yeah. in the offense last year, they put in, uh, or the, the years before that, they put in Malik Miller or a blocking back and just have him in and right. protection. Well, now yes. you have another route you have to attend to. And as soon as they start mm. jumping that route, that's going to open something else over the middle. So you want to know why? Because they're not Gus Malzahn. It's like third and three. Let's go deep. Let's put in it? a blocker because we need eight seconds because we're going deep. I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going to go that far. I was just going to say the past Auburn offense. 
it was that crap it's that crap where you're going deep and you look at it and you're like what were you doing you sent a guy on a post you sent a guy deep well that's great they're covered so now what's he supposed to do right um that that stuff's that stuff's done with um not for UCF. Let's, oh yeesh. i i love t will yeah i can't i just have to be real careful because i love t will um by the way he by the way he called just a little he called me a week ago and was like what is going on up there <laughs> he said it was after the see what cornelius stuff he goes no what oh. is happening i was like well it's Auburn. what do you what do you mean what's going on up here like what do you expect um all right let's flip sides um of the ball uh, I think all the attention has gone to Georgia's defense, rightly so. Um, I think Auburn's defense, we talk, I think Bo is going to have to have a great game, but but maybe more so Auburn's defense has to, has to keep Auburn in the game. They have, they cannot afford busted assignments early in the game, first half, really at all, but they cannot afford a slow start. They had a slow start against Georgia State. They had a slow start, certainly a bad first quarter against LSU. Um that can't happen. You get down 14 nothing on Georgia, and if you feel pressed to try to make something happen against that Georgia defense, it's not going to happen. Um, so, I mean, the, the pressure on Auburn's defense to play sound and to not make mistakes and to keep that thing in check as long as possible is, uh, is huge. I feel, like it's, I, feel like that, I feel like the game is two games in one. It's like get to about late third, fourth, and then play that game. Um, in terms of how you manage risks and things like that. But what do you think, Jeffrey, about the defense? Is Auburn's – if they can clean things up, I mean, they're a good unit. What they did the last three quarters against LSU was, was really good. They, they pressured. They tackled. Um, they, they, they did their job. It's different this week. You have a team that can run the ball. LSU couldn't. So now how do you play Tony Fair and, and Marcus Harris and also get the pressure when you – you know, how do you play Leota and, and Height and Hall and – but also have to stop the run because you're going to have to play Harrison fair. Like, so that to me, the balance is how do you stop the run, but also continue to get pressure on, on Stetson Bennett. Probably going to have to find a blitz or two, but I think the absolute (laughs) number one priority is is stopping the run. You've got what Samir white, you've got James cook, you've got what even Kenny McIntosh. If y'all remember him from recruiting, uh, Kendall Milton. Yeah. They got, They've got four horses, man. They're like Alabama. They're always going to have a staple ready to go. Stable ready to go. Uh, but but I don't – I think Auburn's defense can absolutely – maybe that's why I'm looking at the line going, I think it should be more. Uh, but Auburn's defense – Georgia's offense, a, apart from the running game, they you know, they haven't been lighting people up. If you go back to that opening game against Clemson, I think they scored one touchdown against Clemson, who we've now kind of figured out is kind of a fraud. Um so I, I, I'm, you know, Georgia in the past has had this, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of Aaron Murray and, uh, oh dude for the Rams, what Stafford and, you know, oh, yeah. these guys that can sling it in this KT, uh, yeah. JT Daniels is, is he out? Right. He's out. He's yeah. out. So now yeah. you've got the, you know, the water boy in who's you can't <laughs> let you, you know, if you had if a good gonna, game last year, he had, I, I mean, he, well, He's pretty solid overall, actually. He's, but I see the difference you're making. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, between Bennett and them, um, and, and those guys. But you, but you're right. It doesn't matter. You he has to beat you. If he beats you, fine. Right. right. Hey, I t- to, tipped yeah. your cap. Say best of luck. Catch you next year, bro. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm um, I'm not letting them run the football. I'm not letting them dominate. If they're going to beat me, they're going to do it in through the air. Yeah. And and, and somebody brought up, I'd have to double check this, but you know, he hasn't played. Look, Stetson Bennett. Uh, you go back. Obviously, there's COVID last year. You go back to 19, where he wasn't as much of a factor. The hardest environment he's played in is Alabama last year when it was 40%, 25% capacity, whatever it right. was. Yeah. Now, I think Stetson Bennett's like a gamer kind of guy. I'm not saying he's going to walk in and suck. But I'm also saying this is going to be a different atmosphere than he's played in. And it's Auburn's defense. It's their job to make sure he he feels that. Because you, 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 they need to be, bring pressure on him early and make him sort of feel the the weight of this atmosphere in the game because he hasn't been in that Georgia Georgia hasn't been in it since the last time they came to Auburn but quarterback specifically he hasn't he hadn't he's been at home he's played some home games I mean Georgia's had a neutral site some home games and a home game in Nashville that's Georgia's scheduled this year so that that defense has got to bring the pressure early um and 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 you know maybe enforce an early mistake I don't know yeah but that mm-hmm. has to be a that has to be a factor. I think that's what you're pushing for if you're Derek Mason is you're going to have to create some turnovers and in doing so you're going to have to make him make the mistakes, make him get forced more force the turnovers through uh through Bennett. But I they Arkansas was I thought Arkansas was going to give them a better game than they did and Georgia ended up blowing them out, shutting them out 37 to nothing. Yeah. So, uh that's the I main didn't... thing. That's the main yeah, thing. Auburn, Auburn has to look like they belong, especially with so many recruits in attendance. Arkansas didn't look like they belong. So that's the to me, that's number one. You got I think like... Arkansas and Auburn are just from what I've seen, Cole. You what do you think about No, yeah. I think they're similar. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar. And then, you know, I think I think Auburn's uh as far as, as personnel goes in this game, you know, the, the two big games Auburn's played so far, LSU and Penn State, they're big, you know, passing threats. Really, this is the first time Auburn's seen a, a, a team that's going to yeah. try to pound them a little bit. But I think the personnel matches maybe even a little better for Auburn because you have you have guys like Tony Fair and Marquise Burks who you didn't get to see last week because the game, yeah. was, you know, it wasn't their kind of game. I mean, right. there was no reason to put them out there. So they ought to be fresh coming into this one. They're going to be in the middle. You could go into, you know, like a, a, a five-front defense with Derek Hall as the outside linebacker. You have options is what I'm saying in personnel for yeah. what we're just going to try to do. And you, if you're if you're Derek Mason, you really want Stetson Bennett to beat you. That's what you, that's what you plan for. You don't want their stable running backs and their offensive line who's really good beat you. You'd stack the box and see if Stetson Bennett can throw it on you consistently. That's what you do, and you got corners that can play man coverage. That's to me, this game matches up better. Yeah, you you bring up a good point. I think I think Mason's got to continue to mix the mix the scheme. I thought he mixed schemes really well. Those last three quarters, he was awesome. I mean, zone man, they did a great job. Oh. You bring up a good point with Burks um, and, and and Fair maybe being a little little bit fresher. That's yeah. a fair point. And even Derek Hall, because look, you know, here we are hours for game. Owen Papo is likely not playing unless unless something happens oh, out shit. of the uh, you know, out of the out of the ordinary. I don't expect Owen Owen Papo to play. Yeah. But that means that Zacoby McLean and, and Chandler Wooten are gonna play a bunch. But what, what Cole's saying, Auburn's gonna need a third linebacker. 
now that I think Cam Riley is going to be in the mix. But but like you said, maybe maybe you have some front four fronts where Derek Hall's that guy too. Maybe you play Burks and Fair and Harris and Leota or something, and then and then Hall stand him up. I mean, so Hall could be a versatile guy to, you know, where you don't have to rely as much on Cam Riley. Maybe you can still play him twenty or twenty five snaps, but maybe Hall plays a little bit more stand up things like that. I hate that. Papa, I mean, he just, he's, you, you didn't necessarily need him against LSU. You dang sure need him against Georgia. He would have been fired up for this game, too. Um, yep. Is it a shoulder with him? I think, I don't know if it's a shoulder. I haven't gotten confirmation. I was thinking ankle. I think it's ankle. Um, it, it looked I'm, to me like on the sideline of that first game he was out that he had some kind of something on his foot. Yeah, it's ankle. an ankle. It's something ankle. And I think that's why Harson keeps saying, like, he, he, he's going through stuff, and he, but I hope he plays because it's like I think he looks like he, there's times where I think he can look okay. He's like he's walking around, he's jogging yeah. through stuff, but he's not he's not where he needs to be to be like the middle linebacker and the kind of stuff that you're going to do that, you know, you, you, you need him to be 100%. Um, but, yeah, they're going to have to uh, – they're going to have to load the box and, and, and make Stetson Bennett, which mm-hmm. they – you know, they, I think back to that 2019 game when, you know, Auburn's defense was fantastic that year. And I think they forced eight three and outs against Georgia in that game. The other three drives, they gave up touchdowns. It was the weirdest game where Auburn's defense basically dominated except for three drives where they gave up touchdowns. And a couple of those were big over-the-top play. I know Ridley early in that game, they went over the top to Ridley for a touchdown. And you're thinking, man, you you guys are doing a pretty good job. You're doing a good job against the run. And then you give up an over-the-top play action. And I feel like Georgia is so good at that. Um, I that I think that was Blaylock. Uh, that year, which he is hurt right now for them. He won't be available. Oh, Mookie's boy. Yeah. Well, Kyrus Jackson scares me. He's a, he's he's so fast, and uh, he, you know he's a he's he's hurt Auburn for the last two years. Even going back to that nineteen game, he made catches there. He made plays last year. And of course, he he got you know, he had that quote that that got you know got out there about we'd like to come into to the opponent stadium and you know turn it into a home game and turn out. Well, the I love that. And uh, and so the players saw that. By the way, how about did you guys did y'all see when I texted you where Derek where Derek Hall retweeted yes. me thinking I was being serious? I was like, well, I was being sarcastic, but I guess I did. I, I don't. Know. I'll, I'll take credit if he gets pissed about it. Yeah, man. He's better. <laughs> he plays like his hair's on fire when he do that every week. <laughs> I, mean. oh, I I responded to him because I I was joking because the media is like Georgia, 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 and I. I retweeted somebody. I said, "Boy, Auburn's just lucky to get on this, grace the same field as Georgia. I mean, it's just a, they're, they're fortunate, really." And you know, um, Justin, you're just really good at sarcasm because it, it doesn't come across on Twitter. Derek, <laughs> Derek Hall retweeted it and said, "Good to know." Thanks. I was like, well, sh- yeah, "Man, I was just I, I, I replied back. I was like, "Hey, man, uh, like I was being sarcastic, man. I know you guys are you guys are good, like you know, but hey, yeah. if, he, if it if it sets them uh, sets them on fire, if it sets them hair on fire, then." Yeah, we'll see. Um, is there a number that Georgia can't get past? I mean, barring turnovers and things that we can't predict, like if Auburn gets three turnovers, well, okay, that changes things. But I mean, barring a pretty standard game, what's what is the what's the most Georgia can can get to with Auburn still having a chance to win this game? Assuming Auburn's not going to have pick sixes and things like that, like you can't predict that. If they don't have a pick six and they don't have a punt return for a touchdown. How many points can they manufacture in this in this game? You got Anders Carlson. Maybe you can hit some forty-five yarders, but how, how many can you manufacture? 
16? I, I think 17 wins it for Georgia. I'll go 21 to 24 wins it for Georgia. Take yeah. it just a field goal more. Uh, I, yeah. Speaking I, of turnovers, though, man, I think Auburn's due for – they've had a few interceptions, but they've caused, what, five, four, five, six fumbles, something like that. Uh, more than that, I, I think I read. I mean, a bunch of fumbles. They haven't gotten on one yet. Not no, one. They are due for that. Marquise Burks has caused three, I think. Yeah, I think they've I, – I could pull it up actually real quick because I, and, I think and it's, it's like, like an insane number. And it's, and it's not like the ball's just sitting there and nobody's, you know, getting on it. It's like the ball just bounces. I think it was at Penn State. Penn yep. State, they had a crucial – what would have been a, a crucial fumble. Obviously, it was crucial. It was a close game. And it just bounced right into the hands of the uh, – I think it was a Penn State lineman at the time. Yeah. But it's just – you know, that's what some of the bounces of the ball you got to have. Yep, they're due for one, right? I mean, maybe maybe uh, Jordan Hare plays plays factor to that with with the crowd that's going to be there. But Hoke, you talking about no no turnovers? No, what I'm saying, I don't think Auburn can score more than 17 points. Auburn's offense can score more than 17 points uh, yeah. today. Uh, I think you know, I, I, but yeah. I think if Auburn's offense does score 17 points. You got yourself a ball game, unless it's just a blowout and Georgia's, you know. Yeah. Well, the question is, I mean, can they sustain the drives? I mean, if you're talking about the defense being able to handle them, then then they're going to have to be off the field a little bit. Auburn's got to sustain some drives, and they've they've done that, uh, you know, when it matters most in the last three games. So maybe they continue that. I, I'll say this, too, about Georgia. I looked at them a good bit. Their defensive line is nasty. They have guys rotating. I mean, they rotate about 12 or 15 guys, really. And they're all good. They're all good. The three best are Davis, Devontae Wyatt, and and, uh, Carter. And they're as good as anybody in the country, all three of them. But to me, they're not just vicious in the pass rush. I, I mean, they're great against the run, but they're not amazing at pass rush so i think that uh bo nix might have a chance to make some plays where people are not really giving him a chance yeah the only thing by the way it, it, it's five i don't know where i read the number more but it's five forced fumbles and they've only got one um which is oh they have one um they, yeah they recovered one against alabama state looks like um yeah. and for, have forced they forced a fumble in uh let's see fumbles I don't know. It looked like they had – yeah, but, but Burks has two. Um, yeah. yeah, I wonder about Georgia, though, and we're talking about Bo Nix and Kenny Scramble, and, and we'll, we'll end on this because i got to roll. Um, I wonder if Georgia, though, I mean, with the athletes they have, they don't have to blitz if they don't want to. I mean, I think they could play a pretty base – you know, they could tell the lineman, look, that guy's not – you're not letting him get out. You know, he could force Bo Nix into some problems where uh, Bo Nix, there's nothing there, and he goes to scramble, and they got guys waiting on him. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see if, if Georgia can kind of do a, uh, a spying game. Um, and it'll be on everybody else. Maybe Auburn's tight ends can, can be a factor again. Obviously, Shanker's been good. Yes. Fromm's yes. been good. Deal's been a good blocker. Maybe they can, they can create some runs with those guys. If Auburn just, maybe there's some times where you go too tight in and you, you just try to pound three yards if you, if that's what you've got to do. Um, maybe they can help. Uh, you know, th- that line, because, yeah, that offensive line, I mean, they're better than last year. Yeah. Marginally, probably. Mar- yeah. I mean, 
and so and they got stomped by Georgia last year. So I don't know how you're going to come out and all of a sudden Auburn's going to run for. I mean, I think it'll be 200. lucky if you take take Bo Nix out of the equation, and I don't know. I mean, three yards of carry is probably the max. Yeah, can Auburn rush as a team minus yeah. Bo Nix? Can they rush for over 100 yards? Well, let me not without not without a 40 yarder. Let me say this too about you know about the scheme and if you're going to try to run on them. Uh, one of the biggest gripes about the Penn State you know defensive scheme, people got into that a lot, you know, on our boards and and in the media and whatever. Uh, was that they gave Penn State a little bit too much credit. They gave Dotson too much credit, and they played deep the whole game and allowed so many underneath passes to tight ends and things. Well, I I think even though it's going to be difficult, I, don't give Georgia too much credit. Run the football. Try to establish what you yeah. do, right? Yeah. I, well, you me, have to, and Harson said that, and Harson said that he, on Monday. He goes, I, they're good. I hear I hear you. He goes, but we still got a, we still got a scheme. We still yeah. got a game plan, and we still have to do – uh, the things we do. And he actually, had a, he said, it's a great opportunity or a great challenge for us um, to do basically what we do. He's like, hey, look, this is a good opportunity for us to stay true to who we are and attempt to run the football. But he's kind of like you. He's like, guys, like we, we still have to play the game. Like I, yeah. I got a scheme and we got to figure some, we got to figure something out. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's end on this. Uh, I mean, I can, we kind of gave predictions. Um so I think we kind of know where everybody stands. Um, any last word on the game? Make sure at auburnlive.com, recruiting stuff. I want to do a recruiting uh, – maybe a, maybe we do a, like an emergency recruiting podcast after the weekend, maybe Monday or something we have yeah. Um, yeah. y'all back on um, to revisit everything that happens. Maybe we put that out on Tuesday um, and because it's a massive basketball football. I think it's yeah. the biggest football weekend in a long time, mainly because it's a, this is staff's first chance to say, we are a big time program. Here's our atmosphere. Here's who we are. Like it's a it's a big big deal for that staff. Yeah, 2019 Iron Bowl. It's at least been two years since Auburn's had this kind of <laughs> uh, visit list. But yeah, hey, real quick on on recruiting for everybody yeah. Saturday morning. We're keeping an eye on Drew Bobo, the Auburn. Uh, high offensive lineman going to make a decision in the next 48, 72 hours max. Auburn's looking really good there. Like you said, got four official visitors in football, got five in basketball, three of which are 2023 guys. So a lot of news coming out of this weekend. Y'all stay tuned to the corner. We're going to be updating me and Cole before the game on the corner of who's showing up, who we're uh, confirming has, is, is, on, is on campus. And then we will have updates soon after the game, uh, Monday. I mean Sunday and Monday. So we'll be rolling them out, man. Probably all week. There's going to be a lot, a lot of stuff coming out. Yes, sir. Yep. All right. So be tuned. AuburnLive.com throughout the weekend, and then we'll be back to to kind of uh, take you through all that stuff. Maybe a recruiting only podcast on on Monday, and so watch out for that on on Tuesday. Uh, thanks to Cole, Jeffrey. Everybody have an awesome day. It, it, look, it's Auburn, Georgia. Have fun with it. At least you're not a Georgia fan. No matter what happens, it's always it's a positive. Um, and, uh, and roll with it. Have a good weekend, and we'll see you all soon. Thanks. Bye. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. 
Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. 